Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Come on, tell your neighbor, man. Wake up. We're ready to have church this morning. Amen. Tell them. Come on. Amen. I love it. I love hanging out with you guys, worshiping Jesus, honoring the King of all kings. Amen. Any good to us? Come on. Any good to us? I love him, man. He is so, so faithful. Um, man, if you're here with us today for the first time, I just want to say, man, welcome to Faith or New. We love you. It may be first time online joining us on our online family. Thank you for being a part of this. Faith family, let all of our first time guests know you love them this morning and appreciate them. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Please do this. If you're watching online, let us know where you're watching from. Comment below. Let us know where you're hanging out at. If you're new here first time, click that new here link, and uh, we'd love to again, get, get to know you a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm just glad to be in God's house. I mean, I don't know. Just those who, those who know. I don't know. You know, it's those who know. Have you noticed there's just a, just a feeling room? A little bit different than maybe normal. Um, I don't know. I just... We were trying to just even process that just even uh, this morning. But I, don't know, I just sent something this morning. It's a little bit different flow tonight, uh, this morning just even because even from the message, what we're going to be sharing, what we're going to be talking about. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe just a different presence, a sense of presence that we feel uh, today in the room. And so as we do that, I just want to, I want to honor that. I want to make sure we honor what, who's here and honor his presence in this room today as we do what we're going to do. Because as you can see what's here on the stage with me, we're going to be uh, talking about communion this morning. And um, so uh, I want you to do this. Anybody bring a Bible? Yeah, okay. We can still get happy about the Bible. Amen. If you got your Bible, turn with me to 1 Corinthians Chapter 11, amen, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and um, I don't know, I just want to read, this is Paul's writings, he's referring back to the words of Jesus, and you may have red letter edition, I actually love how uh, my Bible does that, highlights those words of Jesus in red again, um, and it's so important, but 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, don't forget, we, uh, we have the Version uh, Bible uh, that we use here. We use that app. It's just a part of, man, what we do now. So if you use that, click more and then events, and um, you can follow right along with me. And um, we can just do this Bible study thing together this morning. Amen? Well, verse 23, if you've got it, say, I have it. Got it. Someone said, I got it. I heard that. All right, verse 23, it says this, for I received from the Lord... That which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. How I many of us are supported that we proclaim the Lord's death, what he did for us, that sacrifice that he was made? But aren't you thankful 
He didn't stay dead. Amen. He came back to life on the third day, and we believe this today as a body, that he's risen, and he's alive today forevermore. Amen. That's why we have life. Um, I just want to pray. We're going to talk and hang out this morning. So, Father, I just thank you today for your presence, Lord, who is here. And I just I honor you. I recognize you for just being us, uh, with us today in this room by your spirit. God, I pray, God, those at home just sense today as well, God, your glory and your kingdom, Lord, as it comes right now as we pray, Father. So we just thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice that was made. And we want to proclaim, Lord, all that you've done for us, God. We want to proclaim the gospel, the good news, God, of what you've done for us, God. We just give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, say, I don't know if you know yet. We're in a series called Why? Tell them that. Say, I don't know if you know that yet. Ask them. Tell the person behind you. Turn around. Just look them dead in the eye. Say, we're in this series called Why? Amen. You at home, we're in a series called Why. Um, it's been fun. I actually, I, I'm really enjoying this series. I've been having fun just kind of being led. Just It's, it's kind of, I guess, I guess for me, it just has given us the freedom like we always have around here. But just really just to be sensitive to the Spirit. Just share what He's given us each week. Um, sat down early in this series. Put together things that we felt like God was kind of leading us into as far as teaching and sharing, sharing some of the things. And then some have been added along the way, just again, as, as the Holy Spirit has dropped those in our heart. And I love that. It's been fun. I just, I, I love being able to do that. Um, and they, again, no different as we gather. Um, you know, again, just looking and answering questions. I love the timing of this. We actually, I had a conversation with someone on Wednesday, and they were telling me, Pastor, you know, I, I've been talking to someone, I think it was a coworker, and they begin to ask them questions about what we believe as a church. And I was like, hey, it's pretty good time. And I said, did you send them? They said, yeah, I sent them. They said, so they've been sharing with them the links, you know, about wine. They said, we've been having a, a series for that very reason to talk about why we do what we do, why we believe the way we believe. And so today, um, I'm going to, again, just continue in that series. There's some great messages by a lot of great people, and I encourage you to go back and listen to those that you missed. But today, it's, it's why communion. Why communion? And uh for us, uh, it's, it's something that we hold dear. Uh, this is actually one of the things that, you know, I've been trying to do during this series is draw from our statement of faith as a church and uh, just draw from that and, and teach straight from those points and those principles when the Holy Spirit would allow. And, and this is one of those moments he's done that. So uh, today, just straight from our statement of faith on communion, this is what, when we say communion, what we mean. So we, mean, we believe communion as the celebration of the the Lord's Supper. It's a celebration of the Lord's Supper, and it's a time of remembrance of what God has done for us. And um, it's, uh, again, just a little bit different flow today, so just, I guess, bear with me, hang with me, or whatever it is, just go with me. Uh, today, I don't have three points in the message. They probably could have pulled that out. I know uh, we, it was really, I know, I know, I know. It, it, it was one of those things, I could have done it, but I just didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to do today. I really just have one point this morning. And, um, and so I was messing with our media ministry team. They're always so faithful and so good because we throw a lot of stuff at them sometimes. And so uh, they're the ones who put together and, and, and show you there on screen, you at home. They're the ones who put those points out there for you. And I messed with them this when I came in this morning. I said, did you get the email? And uh, they, they said, yeah. So, you know, like, I said, one point. And they're like, yeah, they were like, you could tell. They were just excited. Didn't have to type in as much. Didn't have to put together as much. And I said, did you get the second email? 
And I said, it was a 27 sub points that's going to go with this message. And, um, and they looked at me like you're looking at me right now. And they were like, oh, no, don't do that. And so, no, we're not going to do that. I, but I just, again, one point today. And um, it's just in this, and again, if it takes us a few minutes or whatever it takes, I'm cool with it. But just really one point today. And that point is this, is that communion, it causes, calls us to remember. It calls us to remember. It calls us to a place to where we remember. And um, it's just, I don't know, we, we've been in this series, and again, just the timing, I believe, again, has been crucial about times we're in, about how we need to be standing on what we believe and focusing in on. We've, we've actually had in this series points and, and things like stay focused. We've had points, you know, about, again, removing the distractions and all those types of things. And I, I think when we stay focused, remove distractions, it really helps put us in a place to where we can remember. And uh, I, I believe it, again, it's when we lose focus and when those distractions and things come our way, it causes us to remember other things. It causes us to look at other things. And so, again, just uh, this morning as I talked, um, I was like, man, I don't have a single story today in this message. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. But it's just because I'm just, so I usually share, share stories and share points. But, again, just in talking to you today, I really feel like God is wanting to do, do this today. Just really draw us into a place to where we focus in on this morning and remember what he did for us. What he, he has done for us. Now, I want you to know when we say communion, um, we don't believe that today is, is ritual for us. This is not a ceremonial thing that we're doing. This is not a ritual thing that we're doing today. This is, when we, when we say that, that's, that's not what we're referring to. Uh, I believe one of the things that we've been learning in this series that God has been showing us is that when we do a natural act, it opens up doors for supernatural blessings. And that's one of the things that we've been seeing throughout this. We have seen this in early on in the, in the, in the series when we had a message called, Why Give? That, man, when we took just moments ago and we gave opportunity for you to go online, come up, give your tithes and offer, whatever, again, however you do that, we believe it again, that natural act of obedience to God produces and opens up supernatural doors of blessing in our life. Amen. So we've seen that. We believe the same way when it comes to baptism. How many knows we have seen that in this place, man? How incredible when the natural act of filling up, man, that tub and coming before the Lord and just proclaiming to others, man, what Christ has done in your life, this salvation has come to you. And then you're going public. The Bible says we're identifying with Christ. We have seen how that does this for us. It produces supernatural blessings. We've seen people touch and heal and feel all those things in baptism. It's incredible. Fasting. We just came off of, again, a time of fasting where, again, we set aside food to focus in on him. A natural act that did what? Opened up supernatural doors of blessing in our life. And so today, I don't believe communion is any different from those things when I say this, that when we take time today, I want you to see it different, not as like, man, we're going to do this thing, you know, we're going to take time or whatever. No, we, we, we do this again because God is calling us into a place of remembrance. I don't know, I just feel like it's so important that we remember the sacrifice Jesus made. And, and for me, when I remember those things, there are, there are ways, I guess, that as I remember that and think about what Jesus did, I respond differently to that sometimes. 
There have been times when I remember the sacrifice that Jesus made that I sit there and I just hold the communion elements. There's been times that I I just pray and and just think and just praise God. There's sometimes I just cry. There's just there's sometimes as I sit there and do this and do communion and, and just take time to just again remember. There's been times that I man, I just, I just smile. Sometimes it's like, man, what's wrong with the pastor? Man, he's having like mood swings or something. No, it's not, it's not age or it's not having mood swings. It's just thinking about, remembering what Christ did for me. The sacrifice that Jesus made for me on the cross, it brings me and draws me to a place, man, where we should respond to that. I don't believe he called us to do this. I don't believe he's called the church to come into a place where they do communion just to have something they mark off their list that day. I believe he's calling us to take time to remember what he did for us because when we remember what he did, come on, when we remember what Jesus did for us, it changes our situation. It does so much for us. And I I love this about communion. One of the things that, man, God's been putting on my heart is we saw this when we talked about why faith groups. And I hope, again, you've been in a faith group right in the middle of these things, man. And they're just a great thing hearing incredible stories. One of the things we talked about when we have faith groups is that, man, how God calls us together to come into his house, and then he's also called us to go into houses. Whew, that's cool, isn't it? Then he's called us to go into houses. He, the word we read in Acts talks about, man, it was the breaking of bread. I believe that that is a, is a time where they fellowship and eat together. How many knows you can't have fellowship without some food, amen? That's why Fifth Wednesday fellowship is going to be some eating up in this house. We're going to enjoy that time together. But I also think this is what I believe Jesus is calling us into. In the home, take time and break bread and have communion and remember in the home in the home and so I would love to see this maybe Chris we could send this out and encourage our faith group leaders I would love to see in every semester of faith groups at least one of those weeks that our faith group would take time to just focus and remember again what Christ did we always we provide the communion elements they're always here in, in this church service every Sunday we provide that for you you can have communion you can take that during worship and prayer every week if you like that's again we'll provide that for you we'll provide it for those faith groups but I just think it's so important that we do this today we remember what Christ did for us now I I love this we'll see in a second this was a time when Jesus stands up and when he makes this declaration and when he begins to talk to the disciples to begin to unfold and unpack and talk about what's happening in that moment it is a time where this was a Passover meal that was taking place now, I study this out. Again, I, it, it's, it's really cool. If, if you look in Scripture, when you see the moments where Passover was taken and where it was mentioned in Scripture, it always was connected to an actual move of God. It's wild, man. You can see it, man. You would see the Spirit of God show up where they would take time. You would see something supernatural happen. The very first one, we'll see in a second again, this is the time when that death angel passed over and there was a supernatural protection. As I was just studying out what happened through Passover and through that Passover meal, it produced things. It produced like divine protection, divine authority. It, it produced actually health and prosperity for people. 
I'm like, man, what? I don't, again, in this time frame, man, where we're being attacked and we're seeing things and health is being attacked, man, how, I don't know. I just think there's something in it, the obedience, the natural act of remembering what Christ did. Because we're going to see in a moment, again, what these things provide. Now, this is how we do it. When we say communion, one of the things, again, it's actually, we have that wording there in our statement of faith, what we believe, that this is a celebration of the Lord's Supper. Now, when we say Lord's Supper, that means that we're calling him Lord. All right. Now, this is important because, man, this is like wrecking me this week. That, man, this, this is not what we're saying. This is not the Savior's Supper. I mean, he's, he, again, we need a Savior, amen? And Jesus is our Savior. We see this as the Lord's Supper, which means he's calling this. For those who are calling him into this place of communion with him, for those who are bringing him into the place to where they sat down and remember what Christ did, what he is calling us into is the place to where we look to him and we say, God, you are Lord over all that I have. You are Lord over everything in my life. And, and this is this mess with me as I was studying this out 37 times in scripture we see the word savior 7,836 times we see the word lord Man, he, he doesn't just want to be Savior. He wants to be Lord. And when he becomes Lord of your life, I believe that's when we really step into all that he has. When we're saying, God, I want you to be Lord over everything. Don't just save me. This ain't fire insurance. I don't want to just come pray a prayer, then go live my life and do whatever I want to, however I want to, and say, Jesus, I prayed the prayer. You are my Savior. I'm thankful he saved me. Matter of fact, we're going to look at salvation later in this series about the importance of that. But I want us to see, man, he's not just saying, I want to be your Savior. He's saying, I want to be your Lord. And I don't believe, man, it'll ever connect for us the relationship that we have in him until we say, God, you are Lord. And I want to sit at your table with you. And I want you to be Lord over all my life. And I want you to have everything that I have to give. I don't want to hold anything back from you. God, I surrender all to you because I remember Jesus. I remember the sacrifice that you made. I remember what you gave from me. And every time I think about it, God, it does something in my life. Now, this is what we're seeing this in, man, in this time, man, where Jesus stands up. This is not just any meal. All right. This was not just him hanging out together. This was the Passover meal. Now, you got to remember, man, this was for them to eat once a year where they come together and remember, man, what happened when the children of Israel were rescued from bondage of slavery. Man, again, I love it because, again, he saved them. Amen. He, but he was wanting to be Lord, and they were still holding things back. Amen. It's amazing. Study that. But in this, man, God sent 10 plagues. And one of those plagues was, again, that they would come and they would kill the firstborn there in Egypt. And, man, but this is what he called the children of Israel to do. He called them to take the blood of that lamb and place it on the doorpost and on the side post of that door. And I was just thinking, man, about as you, as again, this was not something you place on the ground that you walk on. But this was something that you place beside you and over you that you walk in. 
Man, there's, we're not called to trample on a wall coal, man, what the sacrifice that Christ made. We're called to walk in the sacrifice that God made for us. And, man, we see this again as they did this. Man, they placed that blood over that doorpost. And, man, think about the supernatural act that took place. The death angel passed over. Now, if you think for a moment, man, that an angel, again, that was again, that wasn't a demonic thing. That wasn't, oh, it's a death angel. No, that was, again, a death angel sent by God. It was something that was there to come again to do the work of God. And, man, the death angel couldn't cross the bloodline. Do you believe there's any devil in hell that can cross the bloodline? I don't think for one moment there's one demon, man, that is a church and as a body and as a family who are covered in the blood of Jesus, man, that the enemy could come in and take that and come in is still from them. So again, he called us in to do this. Cover this. Cover ourselves. Man, we used to sing this song back in the day. I'm covered. Covered. Covered by the blood, man. And I, I, it was again, just a powerful song with powerful words to think about, man, that we need to be covered in this thing. Now this is what he said. He gets up and for a thousand years, over a thousand years, they have been sharing the Passover meal together. But this one, different. This one, it's different than any other time because, man, they've sat down. I'm sure some of them, there's a lot of thinking, man, it's that time again. Let's go do this. For some of them, man, like, here we go again. But, man, you got to think. Jesus had already had three meals with them. This was his third one. Don't think for a moment that for this was the first time he did this. Again, he followed the custom. He followed the, he, he walked in this thing, man. And so yearly they would gather. Yearly they would take time. They would come before and they would remember again. They would take this Passover meal together. And so I don't know. Maybe they're thinking, man, this is the third time we're doing this. We're going to do it again. And it's no big deal. But Jesus gets up and says something in this meal that he had never said any other meal. He gets up and begins to take now. He takes the body. He takes the bread. And in just a moment, we're going to have communion elements for everybody in the room. And he does this. He takes the, the bread and he lifts it up. The Bible says he takes it and he breaks it. And he actually puts a blessing upon it. Yeah. Now, this is, this is wild because now he hands this out. And then he makes the statement that this is representation now. Of his body. Now, we know this because we see from Scripture and we understand now that he's, he's, he's putting in act a new covenant. So, but remember again what this body represents because he, we know this. It is, it, is, it is just, again, short time after he does this, he is then betrayed by Judas. He is then dragged and beaten. And then this is what happens to that body. And he says this. This is what happens to his body. The body that he has, he takes that bread and he breaks the bread because it is a picture of the breaking of the body of Jesus. Now, he, this is what we know from, from Scripture, that he was beaten. I mean, I'm not, not like beaten like, I'm going to beat, beat you in a minute, my kid. I mean, you know, like we, I'm gonna, you know we, got, we got beatings, you know. The, no, no, no. He was, he was beaten. Scripture says flogged, and you, you can look up words that, that would describe that in the Greek, scourged, and where you would literally see that man Jesus was tied to a whipping post. And as he's hung there upon that whipping post, he was mercilessly. I mean, these guys did this. This was their job. They did it well. They beat him, leather straps, and up on the ends of those straps, man, were, were pieces of rock or metal, things that they could place on the ends that would make sure, man, that when they beat 
beat that body, man. That body was broken. So again, this wasn't just like a just little small thing that Jesus went through. I, I want us today to really think about, man, the body of Jesus being broken for us. I, it's hard for me. It's hard for me when I think about Jesus being broken for me to do whatever I want to do. It's hard for me to just live however I want to live, to just give however I want to give, to serve however I want to serve, pray however I want to pray. Fast. It's hard for me when I think about what he did for me, that the body of Jesus was physically broken. It was physically scourged and flogged for me. He was whipped for me. Somebody's like, man, Pastor, why are you talking about this? Because we have to understand. And he called us to remember. He told us, he said, man, don't forget that. You don't forget it. Matter of fact, proclaim that. It's wild because, man, as a, as a church, as a gospel church, man, we proclaim the full gospel message of Jesus, man. And I love it so much that he did. Jesus comes down from heaven and earth. I mean, he leaves it and comes to us. He gets on the cross. He does die in our place. But again, we know he resurrected. We believe this as a church. Ascended to heaven is going to come again. But he said to make sure you proclaim this part. And this, I don't know, it's just, it's amazing, man. He, he, I don't see it where he's like, proclaim, man, my, my birth. Man, we celebrate it, and we should. We should honor that. We will soon. But he said, this is one you proclaim. He literally means that proclamation that you are declaring, that you are speaking. I don't know, and this is, again, not, not just this is for all of that. I'm speaking to me. When's the last time you had a conversation with someone? And you proclaimed in a conversation, you know what Jesus did for you? You know what Jesus did for you? When's the last time you just sat down with yourself and just looked in the mirror and you, and you just reminded yourself, you know what Jesus did for you? He's beaten. Fog scourged, and man, we can't, and we will not ever get away from the cross of Christ in this church. We will proclaim the gospel, man. We will proclaim the death of Christ. We will proclaim those things. I love one of my favorite J.I. Packer quotes. He says, the traveler through the Bible landscape misses the way as soon as he loses sight of a hill called Calvary. Oh, man, the moment again, as a traveler through the Bible, as we read through this, as we go through this thing, we miss the way as soon as we lose sight of that hill called Calvary. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to get too holy. I don't want to get too saved that I forget. And again, what Christ did, we see this. It was prophesied. It was spoken in Isaiah 53. And it says there in verse 4, it says that surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. And listen to what happened to the body. He was wounded for our transgressions. Oh, man, that body was wounded for our transgressions. That word means rebellion. If you don't know, he was rooted. And all of us have been rebels. We've ran from God. We didn't know him again. And there's no salvation apart from him. So again, from our transgressions, our rebellion, he was bruised for our iniquities. Man, that word, man, that is the perversity, our depravity, our guilt, our punishment. The one who, again, should have been punished. And again, I know this may not be happy, happy message for us, but it should be because what Christ did for us, man, he was punished so we didn't have to be. He was punished so we could be free and it says he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace 
was upon him. Our peace was upon him. That word peace is our completeness. Our soundness, our wealth. For some of you like, man, man, I'm struggling. I'm out there. Start thinking about what Jesus did. Start remembering and proclaiming the death of Jesus. Start sharing what he did. All these things was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Man, we're healed. I could tell you story after story, and we'll do it in this series, man, about why we as a church believe in healing. It was because of what Jesus did. It was because stripes that were taken. It was because what Christ did for us. That's why I believe it, because of what he said and what I've seen him do. Verse 6, he says, man, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And you have to understand this about Christ. Again, I hope you, man, well, some of you hadn't. You've been missing out on Wednesdays. Been missing out on Wednesdays. Now, again, I know it's hard some of these schedules. They just don't allow it. I understand. I hope you go back. Thankfully, now, man, we record those messages. All those that are on YouTube, go back. Because what we've been doing for the last year and 10 months, we've been going through the book of Luke. And, man, we have just been recently, over the past month or so, we have been looking at the life, again, that Jesus lays down for us. We've been talking about as a family, have been opening and breaking open the word of God, and have been talking about the life that he lays down. And that body that was beaten, that body that was broken, he said now in this message that this bread is representation of his body. And I was like thinking, man, I was like, you know, in this, we know, again, according to Exodus, go back and look at, if you want to ever read this, Exodus 12 talks about, again, what they would have. They were to take a lamb, and they were to take this lamb, roast it, have eat the whole thing. If it was too much for your family, you find other families, you get together, you share in this, make sure you don't miss any of this, take the whole thing. But this is why I was looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I could not find it, any mention of the lamb in this Passover meal. And I'm like, man, there has to be there we know it has to be in that moment but they don't mention it because now I believe this is what we see happening there's no mention of the lamb on the table because the lamb now is at the table the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth Jesus is saying now I am the one who comes in and I'm the one taking place of that spotless lamb and now I'm going to satisfy forever the sin issue I'm going to satisfy forever the sin struggle you got to see the seriousness of what he's saying here. And so now he calls us into this. Every person here. And this is why, again, I don't believe you have to now observe the Passover meal. I don't believe you have to. If you take time as a family and do that, or if you observe those things, those who do that, again, you can. But this is what he has called us to do. He's called us to remember him through communion. Again, I don't think you have to have all the size and all the things. Again, but I believe he's calling us into this. Again, are you saying I got to do that to be saved? No, I'm not saying you have to do that to be saved. I'm saying that's what saved people do. <laughs> do, I should, do I have to get baptized? I'm like, no, you don't have to get baptized to be saved. That's what saved people do, though. Amen. I believe that. I, I believe that's what we do. I, I, we see that. And there are a lot of things. Again, he's shown us here that at this table now, he has become now the sacrificial lamb. And he comes. And then he says this. Now, after he takes the bread, he breaks it open. He, he blesses it and begins to distribute it out. He takes now the cup 
And he makes the statement. This now is a representation of my blood. Because for years, this was a representation of another lamb's blood. This was a representation of a blood that would only temporarily fix the sin problem in the world. Yeah, there's only one thing that will fix the sin problem in the world today. Yeah. Still the same. It's still the same. It's still the same thing. I still believe there's power in the blood. And it's still the blood of Jesus is the only thing. People are like, man, we need this in America. We need that in America. No, what we need to do in America is to proclaim the death of the Lord. We need to share what Jesus has done. We need to share and plead and pray that the blood of Jesus, man, will cover our nation again. That he will be center and focus in what we've called and what he's calling us into. Now, we see this. He holds the cup, and now he makes the statement. This is a representation of my blood. What does it do? Why, why I get why communion? Why take time? This is what it does. He's in Ephesians, Paul said it this way: it's in him that we have redemption. It's in him that it's in Christ that he paid our ransom. It's in Christ and what he did. It's in him we have redemption. How? Through his blood. Is it through a good service? Is it through a good song? Through a good message? Now, all those things are, are, are needed. They're important, man. And I'm thankful for them. None of those things will save me. None of those things will save me. None of those things will save you. And I know, and it's sad because in our world today, we've got, really, you see, just look at, look at the Google, YouTube, you won't find a whole lot, man, of churches preaching on the blood anymore. Like, man, that's, that makes people uncomfortable. Jesus was uncomfortable, I believe. And maybe it will make me uncomfortable, but if that's the thing that will save me, that's the thing we will proclaim. That's the thing that we will preach. It is the blood of Jesus. He said, through his blood it's through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace I still believe it there's power in that blood what Christ did 2,000 years ago is still just as powerful today the blood that ran down the cross then is the thing that when it runs into our heart and our life it changes us today and we see this now that he says it this way, that now this communion, it is a new covenant now that we're entering into. Because we saw this, if again, study out history, and, and, and I, 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 man, you'll see how important, again, the blood sacrifice was. I, I believe Hebrews summarizes it the best. I believe, I believe Hebrews probably does it the best. And so this is in your notes, and it'll be on the screen. It's going to be the last passage that I'll share this morning. But I, I, I want to read it, and I know a little bit lengthy compared to some passages we read in a Sunday setting, but I just feel like he wants us to look at this today as we remember communion, as we remember and look at why he, he did this for us, and we remember what Christ did. Hebrews chapter 9, you can follow along, verse 18. It says this, it says, that is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. You can go back and read earlier in this. 
But again, the first covenant that was made, the first sacrifice for sin that was made, was made when an, uh, a, an animal was killed and that blood sacrifice would come in and atone for those sins. And again, we know this, again, on atonement day, Christ's blood gave for us. He died in our place. This is what we see. But from the very beginning, this was so. Verse 19, for after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. Man, just think, man, just for a moment. Again, just in the, in the reality of how that was, what that looked like. Again, just, oh, man. The blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and everything used for worship. What we use for worship, man, has to be covered by him. Has to be. Again, not, I, I, we, can, we can pick that up and our talents won't do it. Our giftings won't carry it, but only so far. But when it's covered by him, he said, in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. Yeah, you got to understand when we were when we were looking at that study in Luke, and we're seeing that Christ came, and that veil that was rent, that blood that was shed goes and is set upon the mercy seat. When we see that thing that man Christ did through the blood of Jesus, man, what this means for us, it says, verse twenty-four: For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which is only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. You've got to see, man. I don't know. I'm thankful Jesus came. That's not my way of worship today. I mean, I don't, I'm not down with that. I th again, that's not how I want to do it. We see, again, done differently by what Christ did. They had done this year after year. But that animal couldn't do it. It would only, again, it only just pacified, never satisfied God. We never saw, again, be the fulfillment. And so, again, year after year, the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment, 
so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who eagerly await for him. Oh, man, when he comes, man, when he comes the next time, man, it's going to be for all those who eagerly are awaiting what Christ has done. And I love this. Why this morning? Why communion? Why communion? Why would we do that? Why would you take a whole message, Pastor, to talk about this? Because, man, this is why. Because all that this does for us, because, again, the story doesn't end on that cross. He gives his life, and he comes back. And now today, if you're dealing with with shame that sets you free it's what Christ did if you're if you're dealing with day with struggles and sin I believe this even I believe if you need healing in your body remembering what Christ did remembering the sacrifice that was given this is what it is the past is dead that's all gone and now we see through the sacrifice of Jesus today we have life today we have hope I want you to stand with me, please. And when you stand, I just want you to do this this morning. Oh, man, today, first of all, I want to ask you, every person in this room, every person watching at home, this is a time for as Christians we remember. This is what we're called to do as Christians, as believers, as the body of Christ. They, he was talking to disciples who followed him. He was saying, man, do this in remembrance of me. This is what we do today. So for every person in this room, the time that we're taking now to do this and go before God is for Christians. Pastors, are you setting people aside? Are you pushing people? No, 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 I'm not pushing anybody away. I'm calling you in right now. I'm calling you in today. I'm calling you in this morning. Any person today who needs to surrender their life to Jesus, listen, that sacrifice saves you. That sacrifice of what Jesus did sets you free. I'm talking from all of your past, from all your shame, from all your yesterdays. He is the one of what Christ did for he, the sacrifice he made for us. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, today if you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Oh man, I don't want you to wait. I want you to take and receive communion with us this morning. I don't want you to just have to sit back and watch and say, man, what if? No, I want you today to step in. That blood was applied to the, to the post because they were supposed to walk and enter into it. They're supposed to come into it. It didn't just keep the death away. It was something they were supposed to walk into and live for. It's a picture of that for us right now. So just if I ask you, just say, God, I come to you. And I ask you today to forgive me of my sin. Oh, I put my faith in you right now, Jesus. I believe you did and made that sacrifice for me. I accept you now as my Lord. Now as my Savior. And as the one that I surrender all things to, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, listen, this morning, you don't have to go through a class. You don't have to get baptized first. I want you to partake today and remember the reason you were able to pray that prayer and to give your life to Christ and remembering what Jesus did. I'm going to ask our ushers if they would come. we got three places this morning that you could get the communion elements from here in the house. If you're at home and if you want to get something, receive this, take this with us. But to my left and to my right, and right there in the back of the sanctuary as well, there are three places you could go. This is how I feel God calling us this morning. 
as we remember the son of sufferings, remember this, the one who laid his life, gave everything as we surrender today, everything over to the Lord. Remember, I want you to do this. I want you to, this to be a private time for you. I want this to be a private time. I know that's different. That's why I just, I just feel like I have to go as he leads me right now. Today I've made very clear through a message what this represents for us. So I'm going to ask you to do this. If you want to receive communion right now, I'm going to ask you just to step out, go to one of these ushers, get the elements, and I want to ask you to find your place. You can come to this altar and just, you can sit, you can just kneel, you can just stand, however, but I want you and God right now to get together right now. I want you and God to just find a place and just get with Him. And as they sing this song, as they lead us in worship right now, as they just minister in this house, man, just do this. As the presence of God leads you, I'm not going to lead you in this time. I'm not going to come back and just say, this is what, today you've been taught what each one represents and knows. I believe it means something to you right now. I believe you're doing this today in sincerity, and you're doing this in remembering what Christ did. So if you're physically able to come, you can come. If you're not able, you need to sit in your chair. But have her, just get with God right now. And as they minister in song, this is what I want you to do. Just remember what Christ did. Remember what Jesus did for you. Remember the sacrifice that was made. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.